What is up, everyone? Um, thank you for joining the Perfectly Wicked podcast. Um, this is actually my very first podcast that I am doing. I have been wanting to do this podcast for what seems like 300 years. Um, I just have not gotten around to do it. Um, and then when I wanted to start it and I was ready to do it, I had everything that I needed. Um, all of my technology decided to fail me all at one time. So that was an experience and a half. Um, but I'm so, so excited to get this started. Um, like I said, this is my very first time doing this. Um, if any of you guys have ever watched any of my stuff on YouTube or any of my stuff on my Instagram or any of my social medias, you know that I am horrible at doing anything that is scripted. So most of this is usually just me kind of rambling. I usually have like a basis of what I'm going to talk about, but scripts to me kind of just get me off topic, which is, it sounds weird. Like a script would not get normal people off topic, right? But scripts get me off topic and kind of just take kind of like the passion and the um, intriguing of like what I'm wanting to talk about, if that makes sense. So um, we're just going to wing it for the first few. And my changes will honestly be based on my audience. So if I get feedback and y'all are like, um, ma'am, this is all over the place. I'm going to need you to clean it up. Then you know what? That's what we're going to do. Um, but until then, we're just going to wing it. We're just going to do what Velenous Venture does best. And that is wing it. Um, so one of the main reasons that I wanted to start, um, Perfectly Wicked podcast is for my Moaning Myrtle Mondays. So if any of you follow me on Instagram or on my travel agent, um, Facebook, Mickey World Travel, Kaya Stater, um, you'll know that I do Moaning Myrtle Mondays every Monday. What is Moaning Myrtle Monday, you ask? Great, I would love to tell you. So Moaning Myrtle Monday is basically the one day a week where I completely nerd out with the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And when I mean completely nerd out, I mean I nerd out. Things that most people probably wouldn't know about the wizarding world or like, like, Kaya, why do you know these things? That's like a really random thing to know. Or like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. Like, you really know, like, in depth. Yes, that is me. That is what I do on Mondays. Um, so those have start, started to get very, very lengthy on my Instagram. And while I have many faithful followers who love tuning in on Mondays to figure out what I'm going to post next, what are they going to learn this week? Um, because they've gotten lengthy, um, it's kind of hard to attract new viewers into diving into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So you know what's the best thing for that? Podcast. That seems to be the up and coming new thing. So what better way to turn my lengthy posts into something that newcomers will want to listen to other than a podcast, right? And then my wonderful, faithful, villainous friends who usually tune in. Now you guys have got something to listen to on your way to work or while you're at the gym or you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, so let's get started. This is going to be, like I said, 
my very first Moaning Myrtle Monday. And today, because I mostly was ranting about why I wanted to start this and whatnot, I'm going to make this Moaning Myrtle Monday um, kind of short-ish. Well, like I said, we'll just see how it goes. So, on today's Moaning Myrtle Monday, we're going to be talking about obscurials. What is an obscurial, you ask? An obscurial is a young witch or wizard who has developed a dark parasitical magical force. Um, so that basically just means that there is magic that is just completely bottled up inside of them that is just like eating them alive and just like waiting to burst out but they have no idea how to control it so it becomes dangerous um, and this usually happens because in some way their magic is being suppressed whether that be psychological or through some sort of um, mental or physical abuse um, and usually, obscurials, unfortunately, they are unable to control this parasitical force inside of them. So they tend to lose control when they get emotional, whether that be triggered by anger or hurt or sorrow or whenever they are put in those abusive type of situations. Um, and once they've reached that breaking point, they completely burst out and all of that parasitical energy comes out attacks it's usually a pretty deadly force um and then within that moment after all of that energy is released it then essentially sucks back inside of them and vanishes um for some once that is able to get out it's hard to contain it and um unfortunately sometimes those hosts of this parasitical force do not make it. So, when this dark force is released, the obscurus eyes become pure white and their physical form becomes distorted. So, they basically kind of look like a ghostly looking operation until they basically start looking like dust in the air. It's very interesting, actually. Um, the first that we've actually seen in Obscurus is Credence. Um, and Credence is from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him. Um, he is one of the oldest documented Obscurus in the entire history of the wizarding world. Um, and unfortunately for him, his was possessed by years and years of emotional and physical abuse by his horrible adoptive mother, who is just evil beyond words. Anyway, more on that evil muggle later. Um, but with Credence, though, he was kind of able to control it in a bit, and I think it was due to his age. Um, he was able to essentially release it when he wanted to um, and attack who he wanted to when he wanted to. And then he was able to bring his force back together, um, which for Obscurus, as I said before, is very rare. It's not usually something that they're able to control. 
So when all of this happens, um, as we see in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him, when Credence goes into his obscurial form, his eyes turn pure white, like completely white, straight up, like ghost white. And then his physical form starts to become distorted, and he kind of looks like a ball of dust in the air. Um, and it's sort of like a black cloud, sort of grayish dust. Um, but you're able to see bits and pieces of him when he's coming back together with himself. Um, but usually it's just like this like terrifying black smoke of cloud that's just like running amok. And sometimes it's so fast you can't even freaking see the black cloud. It's just like just I don't know, it's just like, hey, it's there. Everything is destroyed. How did this happen? Um which, you know, if you're a muggle, like that's kind of terrifying because you're like, wait, something invisible just like destroyed everything. What? What's going on? What? So unfortunately for muggles, it's usually invisible, which is why it's so terrifying, because you know, muggles kind of freak out when they can't see anything and things are starting to get weird. I mean, think of literally any ghost show that you've ever seen in your life. I think of just like any time you've ever like heard a sound in your house and you're like freaking out. You're like, what the heck is that? Because you couldn't see it. Like, had you saw what caused that sound, you probably wouldn't be freaking out, right? Right. Same sort of thing. Um, but to whether they, whether the muggle world or the wizarding world, obscurials are very, very deadly forces. Anytime that they come in contact to anyone, that person has a possibility of just completely going kaput. Like, adios amigo to the living world, unfortunately. Um, especially if this obscurialist is in distress of any kind, or if they're like Greedence and they're just in a really bad mood. Um, but most of the time, as I said before, obscurious are usually children. And unfortunately for them, they almost always die before their 10th birthday. Um, because they're unable to contain the parasite at that point. Um, and it eventually takes over and they unfortunately lose their lives because of it. Because the power is just way too much for their tiny little bodies and it they just can't they just, they just can't do it anymore. Um Newt Scamander, not to spoiler alert if you haven't watched Fantastic Beasts more to find them, although I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this you probably have or you know something about it. But um Newt Scamander actually attempted to save an obscurus um during one of his magical creature trips. He actually found a young girl in the Sudan who was an Obscurus, and he was actually able to retrieve the parasitical magical force inside of her and contain it. So he was able to actually get this, like, deadly force out of her. Um, but unfortunately, she still did not make it. Um, which I think just honestly is just like, that's just like so nice. It's like, you're here to like, you know, find some cool magical animals and like, you end up like attempting to save a little child by like literally sucking a completely deadly force that could totally kill you at any time like you just took the time out of your day to do that like new <laughs> you're a gem love you um 
but like right like that's that's crazy but like he succeeded in getting it out of her and he was able to contain it which like i said amazeballs in itself but unfortunately she still did not make it which is why when you know we all find out that credence is an obscurist we're like what the heck because he's way way older than 10 okay like he's at least like 15 16 maybe even older than that right like so everybody's like what's going on this kid is old which is why nobody believes that it's an obscurist because they're like obscurists don't exist anymore we don't have obscurist anywhere because we got rid of all of them which is like how do you get like how do you know you got rid of obscurists like you wouldn't know that how would you know you got rid of an obscurist that's like the point the point is you don't know who they are that's literally the point right <sighs> so stressful right like, i can't even imagine being that just like annoying like there's still obscurio in america sorry no offense madam president get together anyhow so before the development of the international statute of wizarding secrecy wizards were actually hunted by muggles i know right humans we're so rude sometimes right actually you know what i don't consider myself a muggle but like muggles be rude sometimes humans be rude sometimes we just feel the need to destroy and hunt everything down that we don't understand but muggles actually used to hunt down wizards okay again rude so because of this it created all of these poor children to suppress their magical powers which is what created the entire parasitical force of obscurus which to me is like crazy like so basically basically what i'm saying is muggles okay you're responsible for for obscurus you're responsible for the destruction and death that obscurus caused like it's your fault because you just can't mind your own business so moral of the story Mind your business. Otherwise, she will hit the fan. Excuse my language, but that's what that's that's what's gonna happen. Which is one of the main reasons why the International Statute of Wizarding Secrecy was created, because they were like, "Look, we cannot tell Muggles that we exist because they're crazy, they're nuts, they're cuckoo for cocoa puffs. They keep trying to kill us all. Why? We don't know. To this day, we still don't know. I can't honestly figure it out. I." Uh, I'm waiting for my letter to Hogwarts still. I am literally waiting. I, d I don't even want to go to Ilvermorny, okay? I know Ilvermorny is the American school. I don't want to go to Ilvermorny. No, thank you. Now that we have that out of the way. So because of this, all of this hunting, all of this murderous energy, the two worlds had to be separated. So children didn't have to hide anymore. And when children didn't have to hide, they no longer had to hide their true nature. And they didn't have to suppress their magic. Therefore, they were able to control their powers. And then eventually they were able to be taught about their powers and accept and control their powers without having to suppress them and, you know, literally destroy everything that they touch. Which, to me, sounds, it sounds like a great deal, honestly. It's like, great. We have to go into hiding because the stupid muggles can't keep it together. Again, rude. It is also rumored, yet unconfirmed by J.K. Rowling, that Ariana Dumbledore is an obscurist herself. Ariana Dumbledore, if you do not know, is Albus Dumbledore's youngest sister. Um, and the reason that she was an obscurist is because 
Her father, unfortunately, had a little temper tantrum problem. And one night when he was having a little temper tantrum problem because there were some muggle boys who decided to be bullies to his daughter, he decided to act out. And he went on a murderous trip and killed them all. So, in doing all of this, his fits of rage actually terrified his daughter, which is nice because, like, well, I mean, it's not nice because, you know, he was trying to protect her from bullies and then ended up scaring her. So it's like, mm, oops, didn't mean to do that. But anyways, so because of this, it actually terrified her into using magic and using her powers. Therefore, she needed to suppress her magic and all that suppressed magic, what happened? Ended up being an obscurus, which meant that, unfortunately, she was going to die at a young age why him and his brother Abelforth had a huge fallout was because his sister had passed and Abelforth thought that it was Dumbledore's fault and Dumbledore was ashamed so you know family issues drama and like hello you lost a sibling you guys should be supporting each other not fighting gosh but anywho Basically, but like I said, how horrible is it that you're being bullied by these three horrible muggle boys and then your dad has a rampage and like murders them all and like probably their parents too. It didn't specify who his father murdered. It just said his father murdered like three muggles. It didn't say whether or not it was, you know, adults or what, but there was three muggles who were picking on Ariana and daddy-o was like, um, not to be Satan. And he killed them. Life is cruel. Oh, it's very cruel. <sighs> but anyway, that is all I have for you on Obscurus today. I hope that you learned something new. And I hope that you, I don't know, take more away from this podcast than just knowing what an Obscurus is. Maybe the lesson also here is to mind your own business and maybe don't bother anyone so they don't have to suppress parasitical dark magic forces and then explode them on you at a later date and time just mind your business that's usually the moral of the story always um but i hope you enjoyed this and if you did make sure to share it with your friends and continue to follow this perfectly wicked podcast with your host of Villainous Adventures. You can also find me on Instagram where I'll still probably post things about Moaning Myrtle Monday. I'll also post things on my travel agent page with Wizarding World of Harry Potter deals. And sometimes I even put the Moaning Myrtle map. Moaning Myrtle Monday facts on there too, just to shake things up a bit. But feel free to also follow me on social media. And if you have something interesting that you want me to talk about for Moaning Myrtle Monday, then feel free to message me or post something and then hashtag perfectly wicked podcast. Don't forget, I am your host, Villainous Adventures, and I hope you all have a wonderful and villainous day.